Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Ladies, woohoo, and gentlemen, woohoo, welcome, woohoo, to episode, woohoo, three hundred and eighty. Pew 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 pew. Welcome to this mental episode. See what I did there, look. I do see what you did there, Echoey Fro. Mm. Hi, Fro. Mm -hmm. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Mm. Well, I'm uh, I'm in a mental hospital again. <laughs> so you're you. I you're, guess you're in an echoey hospital room here. Yeah. So super good. It's going great. <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 okay. My dad's coming up tomorrow, so that's going to be be nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've been in there a few days now, and uh, mm -hmm. you seem seem happy at least. Happy, yes. Uh, a little echoey. It's like that uh, echo from. Uh, that book where they scream down the well and then it talks back yes. to them. <laughs> what was that? What lock was and key. That lock and key. Lock and key. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is is that last season out? I don't think I've. I, I I think only season two is out. I don't think there's more than that. Yeah, because uh, I I I know I've seen two seasons. I don't think I finished the second season to be honest, but I oh, did watch part of it. Oh yeah, no, season two is amazing. Oh, yeah, okay. I loved season two. Yeah. I mean, the story itself is really fun, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. So twenty more episodes, and we give up, right? Is that is that how that always works? Every time we get near a one hundred mark, <laughs> <laughs> I always say say the same thing. <laughs> and yeah, then we end up no. doing a a list of the Ed. best uh, titles. We yes. got twenty. That's really what it is. We got twenty more episodes till we get to do a yes best title tournament. Means that we need to get someone else involved. So we will ask one of our two friends. I, two episodes. We definitely had a title that everybody liked, and I think last week there was a few people that were tickled by uh, the John Bolton <laughs> title. I I really liked our our last week's episode uh, title, and also. The 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 material in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a really good episode last week. Yeah, I'm very like I'm very high on critiquing my own performance and podcast. Funny enough, and I I can go back and say, hey, that was a shit episode. <laughs> I have absolutely no problem saying that. We we are, definitely <laughs> do that occasionally. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of last week, remember last week when we uh -huh. talked about Joe Biden, uh, mm -hmm. and his there were some classified documents that were found at like some random think tank, and we and I was like, I do remember that, and I was like, well, at least it's not at his house, because yeah, that, that would be really saying that that would be really bad if that <laughs> if that was the <laughs> that thing. would be so bad. I'm so glad that didn't happen. Right. Uh, well, yeah. lawyers for President Joe what? Biden found classified documents <laughs> at his home in Wil Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
uh, yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> uh, Dwight, yeah. The White House acknowledges Saturday. White House lawyers said in a statement that a total of six pages of classified documents were found during the search of Biden's private library. The White House said previously he only had a single page. Uh, the latest disclosure is in addition to discoveries of uh, documents found at his former offices at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, right? Which we talked about last week, like I said. Mm. <laughs> um, and this all comes... I mean, what we talked about last week, we were kind of comparing it to the Trump thing, right? And, like, mm -hmm. I, w I basically said, well, it's different because they turned it over, which still is the case. Like, they still turned it over more with more cooperation than the Trump deal, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. we still know that they stalled it uh, from before the election and then told people after the election. So there was stalling that still happened. Mm -hmm. Not only that, we were kind of... One of the things was, okay, well, at least it's not, like, in his, his own ho home. And then the, this mm -hmm. comes out, and it's like... Okay, now all the like excuses have been <laughs> have got been yeah. gotten rid of. Um, other than the, you remember when I said last week? Oh, I'm 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 wondering if Republicans think this is kind of funny when when uh, uh, it happened to Biden instead of Trump, and now also this like this is like gift wrapping upon gift wrapping like giving to the the republican party like here you're welcome <laughs> i mean even a gift i think even democratic let's say op like operatives are kind of thinking okay maybe joe biden's not the best person to run in 2024 anymore mm. uh i can see us having a different field of candidates uh, in 2024 than maybe we're thinking. Like, right now, everybody's thinking, oh, it's going to be Biden versus Trump, but there's just so mm. much dirt and so much smoke flying around in the air with those two people. I feel like we're going to end up with a huge swath of candidates on both sides. How about Harris against the DeSantis? That is more likely. Uh, Harris, pe people don't like Harris at, on the Democratic side as far as well, running, running. Duh. <laughs> no, I think it, if anybody, it would be Buttigieg. <laughs> I think Buttigieg oh. would be like the corporate Dem pick, not Harris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know why they like him. I guess because he's... And against the Santas, I could see that going really, really, really wrong. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and the just the optics of those two being the ones running for president. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. It's just like okay, can we give up on <laughs> the quote unquote American dream now and just like yeah, I tap out. <laughs> I tap out of the American dream. Thank you. Uh, that sounds like it. The worst, most terrible idea ever. I, it's gonna. But it's it, it's, it's a, not unlikely. It's it's, it's not even more and more likely. Not unlikely, it's like, yeah. if it doesn't happen in 2024, it probably will happen in 2028. That's the thing. It's right. like, it's not unlikely in 2024, but since the two are so, they're, they're fairly young as far as presidential candidates mm. go, they can run again in eight years, or six mm -hmm. years. Like, they're young enough to do that, so it's a nightmare that we're going to have to live 
through, I think, um, whether we want to or not. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the election, remember when Hunter Biden, uh, his laptop got released during the election? I do remember that. Yeah. Well, New House Oversight and Accountability Committee on Wednesday launched a GOP long-awaited investigation into President Biden and his family finances, including the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, Republicans have been preparing an investigation into Biden and, and his family since they won the House in 2022 midterms, saying that the president's involvement in his family's businesses, and particularly those related to Hunter Biden, could pose a national security risk. Uh, uh, let's see. In a series of letters to former top Twitter executives calling for testimony about the company's handling of news reporting from the New York Post that contained the data that reportedly was leaked from Hunter Biden's laptop, he said executives were responsible for censoring the news about the Biden family ahead of the 2020 election. Right. Mm -hmm. And this kind of... Um, I think this goes into what people are kind of upset about with the document release is that it, mm -hmm. they're not really because, like I said, the Biden the Biden administration seems to be cooperating as far as like uh, giving the documents right away to uh, to the authorities. That's not really the issue. The issue is that they hid it for a few months to kind of stall so people didn't know about it until after the election. And that's what happened mm. with the Hunter Biden laptop story is uh, Twitter kind of hit it uh, to try to hide it. So people didn't realize it was real until after the election, which we know now that it is real. Mm. Um, and I think that is really what the scandal was, right? I don't think anybody really would have cared about Hunter Biden doing crack pictures of Hunter Biden doing crack necessarily, unless it was like hidden, uh, attempted to be hid from the public. Right. Yeah. It feels a little like, uh, a, a Barbara Streisand effect. It's exactly, it is the Barbara Streisand. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's you, there's something that gets put out there and you, the harder you try to hide it, the more people are going, mm -hmm. why are you trying to hide this? Like what's, yeah. what's so bad about this that you're trying to hide it? Right. Exactly. Um, I think there is, like, yeah. we've, like we've always said, there is something to say about the Hunter Biden laptop stuff as far as, like, yeah, the sex things on there. That stuff shouldn't have been released because that's, like, actual revenge porn type. Right. But uh, everything, all the other stuff on there that's, like, pertinent to national security and, and national interest of, like, elections and candidates and everything, that stuff's all fair game to me. Yeah, no, I have no interest in Hunter Biden's junk, to be honest. Apparently, he's a he's a stud. That's what I hear. I ne I didn't see those pictures specifically, but I hear he's got it going on. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Are you saying that uh, he has uh, some big assets? Stacy's mom said he's got it going on. That's what <laughs> going on. Yeah. So I didn't see it, but Stacy's mom told me. So. <laughs> uh, so Norway, you know Norway. Uh, uh, yeah, I've I've seen it on a map. Yes, it's a place where I live. Uh, former Warner Group commander who fled to Norway 
Feared for his life. Uh, Commander of the Russian mercenary Wagner Group has sought asylum in Norway, and he spoke of how he feared for his life in an interview conducted last month with The Guardian. Uh, He said that in Ukraine he had witnessed the summary killing of of fighters, of his own fighters, like (laughs) Wagner Group fighters accused of their own commanders of disobeying orders. So he's saying, like, these guys were killing each other. Not, like, they weren't killing Ukrainians, they were, like, murdering each other because of disobedience. After fleeing his unit, he crossed the border into Norway, uh, where he was arrested and detained by border guards. He is the first known soldier from the Wagner Group who fought in Ukraine to flee uh, to flee to another country. Before he left Russia, he spoke, to sev- uh, he spoke over several phone calls in which he described in detail his time fighting in eastern Ukraine. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. We've gotten reports of, like, Russians killing other Russians for weird reasons. Uh, I think this is the first kind of actual f- firsthand uh, account we're, we're finding out about. You know, like, somebody who actually got out of, out of it and uh, it can tell the story because they're not dead. Right. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, also uh, that he uh, went to to Norway. I mean, I I, I actually look at that as a kind of a stamp of approval uh, that Norway Norway is a very like safe country. Uh, well, I don't know why specifically he chose Norway. It could have been a case of um, convenience. It's nearby, right? Yeah. Well, it just depends on where he was stationed as like you know, as a soldier. So maybe it was a convenience thing, but I also Mm. kind of think of what happened last summer with the whole negotiations between Norway and uh, the Afghani Taliban, where you guys actually were able to, like, get uh, some kind of, you know, on speaking terms with these people who everybody else in the world is like, fuck those people, we're not even going to talk. And so I feel like maybe... There's a chance this person saw that and was like, at least they're going to let me speak. Like, if I went to mm. a, uh, France or some other country, they're going to be like, lock this guy up and make an example of him. Where Norway right. would be like, okay, let's give him asylum and actually let him talk. I, I feel like that might have something to do with it. But like I said, I'm really reading into the situation. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think, I think, I think that is a possibility. I'm a little surprised uh, that we could have a podcast today, uh, to be honest. I thought you would still be in jail, but uh, I guess you escaped again. Uh, I, I wasn't in jail. What do you mean? Oh, Italy's most wanted mafia boss snapped after 30 years on run. On run. I thought that was you. That wasn't me. I, I would have to have yeah. been like ten years old when <laughs> <laughs> when I was like the number one mafia boss. If that a ten year old, I guess. Eh, how old was the queen again? We talked about that. She was pretty young when she became a queen. Uh, but Italian's number one fugitive. I, I'm, I am comparing the royal family to the mafia. That's what the joke was. Yes. Uh, Italy's yes. number one fugitive, a mafia boss convicted of helping mastermind some of the nation's most heinous slangs was arrested Monday 
Matteo Denaro Denaro was tried and convicted of dozens of murders, including helping mastermind along with other Costa Nostra bosses a pair of 1992 bombings that killed top anti-mafia prosecutors and led the Italian state to stiffen its crackdown on the crime syndicate. He faces multiple life sentences he is expected to serve in a maximum security prison and under particularly restrictive conditions. Uh, He went into hiding in the years after the bombings, but he was still considered one of the top bosses, even as a fugitive. Hundreds of police officers were tasked over the years of tracking him. Uh, Like like they said, he was very elusive. It took them 30 years to find this guy, so... Uh, yeah, do you know why? Because I actually know why. Okay, why? He uh, got a wig and uh, was outside as a woman. That's why they couldn't find him? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I, I was he, wondering if that's why he, they could find him. <laughs> no, no, he cross, cross-dressed, so he couldn't be found. I mean, that's that's pretty intelligent, if you ask me. I feel like in 2023... If you were this really rich Italian mob boss, you could get some serious plastic surgery that you wouldn't need to cross-dress necessarily. Or you could even have, like, some kind of surgery to make yourself that, and nobody would ever know. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I feel like if this guy wanted to, he could have changed his entire appearance, uh, and he chose not to. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. So, there's that. But I mean, I mean, uh, changing your parents to to be a, a woman is is quite big. If you have like wanted posters out for you, where you look very manly. Well, this it says he passed the time in his years on the runs by uh, having a series of lovers and playing video games. That doesn't sound. <laughs> doesn't sound too bad, I guess, being on the doesn't, run. Doesn't sound too bad, no. I wonder what game... Was he playing the <laughs> 1990s Mafia games from, like, the PS1? No, Minecraft. Oh, my... Well, yeah. You play some Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some Roblox. Yeah, yeah. Roblox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... <laughs> what else? <laughs> and the new Freddy uh, Fazbear games. He's played. Oh, yeah, he yeah, played yeah. every Five Nights at Freddy game like twice. <laughs> <laughs> he's on. He's on. He was on Twitch, and and they still couldn't find. Him. No, he wasn't. That would be mm-hmm. funny though. If like they found out like this guy's been streaming on Twitch the whole time, they couldn't find him. Right. Hey, talking about someone that uh, seems like they're from the mafia. Uh, I think he literally said he was in the Romanian mafia. (laughs) He did? (laughs) At one point, he said he was backed by them. I don't know if he was in it, Uh, but like... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he looks like some some mafia guy, that's for sure. Uh, Romanian authorities seized $4 million of assets in Andrew Tate's case. That is a lot of money. Uh, They say the money worth $18 million... L-I-E, I guess that's like Romanian currency. Uh, I think it's Lira, if I don't... Totally forgot. I don't know what Romanian currency... Lira? I, I think po- it's Lira. That's a possibility. Uh, yeah. 
the $4 million, as, uh, they seized this as part of a criminal inquiry into alleged human trafficking. In the past week, the National Agency for Management of Seized Assets has taken 29 movable assets. That's including luxury vehicles, watches, and various amounts of cash in different currencies. It said in a statement Saturday. That's never... Uh, that's never a, a sign that something illegal is going on when you have, like, multiple currencies of cash in your house. You're like, oh, I wasn't going to, like, run. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, as far as, like, the whole thing of, like, keep them keeping him there for 30 days and not... Uh, which now they're saying it could be up to 150 days. Is that what you, you heard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that as well, yeah. Because of the things they found. Um, mm-hmm. I think one... It, People would argue, oh, uh, he's not a flight risk. Well, when you have passports for multiple different countries and different currencies of cash in your house, you are a flight risk. That is just mm-hmm. inherent in the, in the situation. Uh, on Saturday, mm. Reuters reporters saw several cars, including Rolls Royce, BMWs, Mercedes Benzes, uh, taken from Tate's compound on the outskirts of the capital. Uh, his brother... Mm. Uh, and two Romanian female suspects were detained on December 29th on charges of forming a criminal gang to exploit women uh, sexually. Mm. They, and the, uh, according to the lawyers, have denied all wrongdoing. Uh, they were detained for 30 days on the warrant, but the Court of Appeals rejected uh, their challenge uh, to, to, to get out of to get, you know, to get out on bail. They've been trying to get out on bail, but uh, the courts are, are denying that, obviously. Mm. Um, yeah, this was... Uh, the more you look into this, the more people are realizing that he, he was Epsteining. He was on the full Epstein tip. Like, these women right. that were arrested with him, they were basically his Ghislaine Maxwells. Right. Right, they were doing the same thing I'm... she was doing. I'm not super surprised by that, to be completely honest. I mean, allegedly, all... allegedly they were uh, yes. doing what Ghislaine Maxwell was doing, right? Uh, allegedly, yes, yes. We have to have that in there in the case. Even though the, he literally <laughs> admitted it on his website, and then in multiple videos, he admitted yes. it. But yes, it's it's, it's, super it's still allegedly. alleged because yes. Uh, innocent until it's, proven guilty, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. In my mind, he's uh, allegedly very guilty, so there's that. Right. I, I When you admit uh, two things, like, over and over and over again, I it, one of the things mm. is, like, it feels like this guy thought he was untouchable. So, like, he thought that he had the police in his pocket, right? But what seems mm. to have happened is he <laughs> counted on that too much to the point where he was bragging about it. And then when you're mm. bragging about, oh, I got the police in my pocket, when they actually do mm. get called, they can't help you at that point because you've revealed, oh, these are corrupt police. And so to save face as the police, you're going to do the opposite of be corrupt, which is hit him as hard as possible to show, oh, even if you are a corrupt police force, look at us. We're not corrupt. We're, we're taking out this guy, right? So mm, mm. Uh, I think he played himself in, in that way. Definitely. Do you think uh, he believes in UFOs? 
how do how do Muslim how does the Muslim faith feel about UFOs? I don't I don't think I've ever looked into that. Now that I think about it, because I mean, like I we know how Mormons still. feel about UFOs. We know how yes. Scientologists feel about UFOs. We yes. pretty much know how like Catholics generally. We yes. know how the Muslims. I don't know that there's any kind of doctrine towards UFOs in the Muslim religion. I'm, 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 I'm trying to think. Not that I. I've never heard no. of them talk about that. No. No, that's very strange. Hmm. hmm. Maybe it's uh, one of those religions that has absolutely no belief in life on other planets. I mean, there are those. That, there, yeah, that's a good uh, Yeah, yeah. Believe that there, uh, uh, Earth is the only place with... I mean, when you think about, like, God and Christianity, if if you were mm-hmm. to be like, oh, well, uh, God also created these other aliens, and they're smarter than us, then you go into the mm-hmm. thing of, like, we're the chosen, uh, God, we're God's chosen children, and then, oh, wait, but are mm-hmm. they, those people on planet XBY7, are they actually the chosen ones, and we're not the chosen, like... It, it pulls your whole religion into question, so maybe maybe Muslims were like, "Fuck that, we're just gonna ignore it." <laughs> I read this book a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, uh, where the whole plot point was Jesus uh, having a UFO going to other planets and like saving, <laughs> sa- uh, saving, doing people. mission missionary work doing on mission other planets. Work. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. That's what he would do, yeah. right? According to a lot of Christians. Yeah. But yeah, UFO reports rise to 520. I'm a, uh, 520. I'm a little disappointed. I wanted a little higher so we can make uh, uh, jokes. Uh, but uh, yeah, but uh, aliens is not a threat to the US because the US is the only place we care about when it comes to UFOs. Right. Exactly. Yes. I mean, yes. Ha- you've seen Independence Day, right? I mean, where did... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the U.S. has now collected 510 reports of unidentified flying objects, many of which are flying in sensitive military airspace over the U.S. While there is no evidence these are extraterrestrials, the government says they still pose a threat uh, in, a classif- an, in a declassified report. So they're not... We don't know what they are, but they definitely are dangerous. Mmm, definitely. I feel like there's some kind of bias happening here where it's like, mm. <laughs> I have no idea what it is, but it definitely mm. can hurt me. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> How do you know it can hurt you or is bad if you like, you see what I'm saying? Uh, the last year, the Pentagon opened an office of the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, solely focused on receiving and analyzing reports of unidentified phenomena, which many have been reported by military pilots. It works with the intelligence agencies to further assess these incidents. Uh, the events continue to occur in restricted or sensitive airspace, highlighting possible concerns for safety of flight and a- a- adversary collection activity. Adversary collection activity. I don't know what that even means. <laughs> the class- well, yeah, I was just going to ask you, what the fuck does that mean? Adversary collection. I mean, they're collecting it, uh, adversaries? So, I don't know. Uh, This is from the Director of National Intelligence. The classified version of the report addresses how many of these objects were found near locations where nuclear power plants operate 
or nuclear weapons are stored. That's interesting, right? Mm. I mean, how many alien movies have you seen where the aliens start started to show up right after the nuclear bomb was de- detonated in Hiroshima, and then and and then that's when uh, alien reports kind of went off the charts. Have you ever heard that? No, I haven't. So there's like, if you look into like UFO reports, after that is when like UFO sightings started to explode. And so there's a lot of theories that people are like, well, aliens were watching us and they saw us hmm. detonate a nuclear bomb. And then they were like, well, this is fucked. We better keep an eye on these ants because they're yeah. gonna like they have the ability to do something really fucked up like that's a theory you know a really loosely but it, it's a basis of a lot of uh sci-fi and mm. sci-fi movies and books and things so mm. i want i wonder if there's uh, i mean if there is let, let's say they are super smart people or entities or whatever on other planets mm-hmm. what in interest would they have in earth other than destroying us <laughs> i think that's what i said like yeah <laughs> just keeping an eye on us to make sure we don't yeah. fuck something up you know what i mean like if they're yeah. actually smarter than us they would be smart enough to be uh they would be able to see okay these these uh, creatures are not intelligent enough right now to do something bad, but if we let them continue to go in the direction they're going, something bad could happen. Um, I can see that. And it's not necessarily... The other thing is, like, we talked about a few weeks ago, it doesn't necessarily have to be extraterrestrial beings. They were, in the last report we read, we're talking about underwater meaning like aliens from under in the sea or underground uh these were all things that they were talking about as far as extraterrestrial beings could also be interdimensional doesn't have to be like out in space it could be they they could be traveling interdimensionally i suppose right i'm getting into alex jones territory now but i mean we're talking about aliens so there you go (laughs) i mean he he's a an alien. That's like one of Alex Jones' big beliefs, as far as I can tell. Like in the like crazy interviews he's done in the last bunch of years, he always brings up interdimensional aliens, right? So <laughs> and lizards. Don't forget about the the lizards and the gay frogs. Well, I'm. I don't think he ever brings up lizards, but yeah, in the last bunch of years, interdimensional aliens has definitely been something he's talked a lot about. For whatever reason. Hey, look, who had the hit? Uh, she works uh, hard for the money. Because now, since I have sung it, I'm trying to find out who it was. Is it Tina Turner? That sounds right. Uh, it was definitely from like the mid '80s, right? She works hard for the money. In early '80s, late '70s, uh, Tina Turner sounds right to me. Yeah, I'm not going to sing. Uh, a lot of it because of course we will be copyrighted because of my amazing voice mm-hmm. so yeah you can't do that yeah, yes yes yeah no that's the only reason why i'm not doing that ladies and gentlemen uh but yeah uh tron is going to tell the truth about she works hard for the money hello this is tron the tron tells the truth 
Today I'm going to talk about music, or yeah, music. It's one song from the 80s I'm beginning to hate more and more and more. Not because it's good, because the message in the video is so fucking insane bullshit if, when you know what's going on. What song is it, you ask yourself? Well, it's a song she works hard for the money. Oh, what a beautiful song. You should, you should work hard for the money, so you better treat her right. The video is about a, a woman who works her ass off. Yeah, I do respect people who work their ass off. They should have respect. Common people who work in the streets and do a lot of serve you coffee or work in hospitals or teachers or a lot of people like that should fucking earn your respect. So, what did you do? The, the right managed to hijack that respect. Like, we don't want a state in to regulate this. We don't want a union to regulate this. So, really what they did was getting Wall Street to regulate this. She works hard for the money, so you better treat her right. Yeah, I'm gonna treat her right. Will corporate bullshit oligarchs asshole treat her right? Will you give her the payment she deserves so she doesn't have to have three jobs to work the shit out? Will you take good social security, good social benefits, give teachers good reason to stay on the job? Give people good education for, don't have, without having to be fucking broke? Will you do that? That is treating people right. I'm fucking intelligent. We treat her right. Treat them with respect. I don't give a f We don't need fucking treating respect or clapping hands and so on. I worked as a security during the pandemic. Well, during the pandemic because it can come back. But everyone like, take a chair for them. Applause. Give them respect. But when we ask for more money to do our job, oh no, oh no, that, that was not on the table. Yeah, we work hard for the fucking money, but we were not treated very well and not very right. A lot of my colleagues didn't want to be in a job anymore, so they left and they do other things. I fucking understand them. They worked hard for the money, and it was fucking not treated with respect. We should not have a society when you pay people shitty wages, ask them to get more children, to do more shit, just to stay so the super rich can get more super rich. What is about our payday? We will not have it anymore. So we work hard for the money. So you know what I want to say? We work hard for the money, you fucking oligarch assholes, so you better fucking treat us right. It was Tron with Tron tells the truth. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Uh, hey, look, guess what? What? It's not uh, Tina Turner, it's Donna Summer. Oh, I love Donna Summers. Yeah. yeah. I've got multiple Donna Summers vinyls, actually. Believe it or not. Yeah. She's most famous for MacArthur Park. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or as I always think, Jurassic Park is fighting in the dark. Was that a Weird Al version, or that yes, you just... Yes, yes. Okay, I, yeah. I, I swear, I, I remember that, that, but yeah. Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. All the dinosaurs are running wild. <laughs> I feel like I remember Donna Summers doing a Eurovision 
Like she was the special guest at a Eurovision recently, wasn't she? Really? I think so. I remember seeing like a okay. video of that. Maybe maybe it was a while ago. Mm. You know how they usually have like a special musical mm. guest like three quarters of the way mm-hmm. through or whatever? Where they had mm. what Justin Timberlake a few years ago? I feel like she mm-hmm. was the that special guest like not too long ago. Mm. Hey look, how many versions of the traders have you seen this week? The different versions? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was different, different countries. I just saw the, the one, the one American version with the British guy. The American version. Do you want to guess how many versions is I've seen of the traders this week? How many? I've seen four. <laughs> how? What? They all came out in the same week. So, uh, f- three, four weeks ago, uh, the traders in UK okay. came out. Uh, I have no clue when the Australian came out. I just found it. Okay. Uh, But the concept, believe it or not, is a Norwegian concept. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So so I have seen the the Norwegian version of the traders. Well, according to Wikipedia, it says it's based on a Dutch series. Ah, okay. I so maybe it maybe it was Dutch first and then went to Norway. Hmm. I don't know. Though. Yeah, it could be. Or Wikipedia's lying. Yeah. Yeah, or Wikipedia's lying. But it could be Dutch. Who, who the fuck cares? Right. But yeah, I've seen four different versions of the traders. Uh, I'm I'm a little interested in what you thought of the American one. Uh, it's a reality show. Uh, that is similar to a few things we've seen lately where it's like the mole where there's, mm-hmm. and the, what was the one where they they were all like doing climbing challenges and then right. the one with the rock wall where they all had to like search yes. through the rock walls. It's like, there's a specific reality genre that's kind of just starting to like emerge, which is mm-hmm. the, everybody is a normal person except there's one mole in the group that you have to suss out right it's basically right. among us the reality show isn't it now that i think about it yeah were all these shows just created because among us got popular <laughs> probably all right okay i i think my main problem of this show is that it's uh, very easy for the traitors to win and to to i'm not going to say which show it was but to spoil three of, of the four shows okay three Three, uh, the traitors win three times, and uh, the good guys win one in all of the four shows. So it's clearly a very big. I think it's funny because uh, they made a advantage. They made a point in the American version of being like the yeah. hardest part would be being the traitor. No, that would be the no. hardest part. Like they made a yeah, no. specific point to like point that yeah. out in the show multiple yeah. times yeah. from multiple yeah. different people. I think yeah. in the American version, there's half celebrities, half yep. just what they call regular people. Mm-hmm. Is that how it is in the other versions? So Norway was all celebrities. Okay. Uh, uh, England was uh, just uh, normal people, and Australia was also just normal people. Okay, yeah, it feels like broken in the American version that you have. Like, why? Yes. What's the point of having half and half? What's the yeah? Like, what's the point? 
You know what I mean? Other than I, I mean, we I, I had fun. We yeah. couldn't find enough celebrities, so we just got some. Like that's the only thing I can think. Right. I had fun watching Kate uh, from uh, my favorite uh, yachting show uh, back on the screen, but other than that, I didn't really. I recognized the girl from Big Brother, of course, the redhead. Oh, and the uh, the guy who won Big Brother. You guy, know, yeah, yeah, yes. Cody, that guy, he's Cody been on Big Brother like five times or something. Five times, that. yeah. So I recognized them. Other than that, I didn't recognize anyone. I recognized the lady from Survivor, who is also one of the traitors. Uh, oh, yeah. Just because I watched Survivor back then. Uh, yeah, but you, there were certain celebrities that weren't as big, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um and some of them were not American celebrities. They were, like, from reality shows, right. shows from other countries. Uh, I thought it was weird that some of them are... There was one guy... The one guy who is uh, not a celebrity but was the traitor, like the curly-haired guy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, he pointed out at one point, he's like, I served four... Uh, I, I served in the Army for four... Uh, four times overseas, whatever that is, four deployments. And he's like, and that makes me great at being a traitor. That was like his justification for why he would be a good traitor is because he was in the army. And I'm like, wait a second. Uh, are you saying that being in the army makes you a bad person? I don't like, what was the, you see, like I, I was in the military service, so I'm great at lying to people. I don't understand what the mm. connection was there. It was a very strange like, uh, and then they ended up making him the traitor also. So I was like, well, there was something. They were trying to make a point of something there, right? Yeah. Right. And I, I, I think that's one of my problems is, like, I I, I, I think I, 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 I like this show. Don't get me wrong. I, I really do. I it's, it's my kind of reality show. I don't like it. <laughs> I I I I could have guessed, <laughs> but but I I like I like the mall as well, so and I didn't me, like that. Yeah, right. And you didn't like that, but I I think my favorite thing with the whole show is the fucking host. I love Alan Cumming. I love he Alan is, Cummings. I did not like so fun. I did not like it in the, him in this. It feels like. They're trying to do dinner theater and then make it a TV show. Yes, and that yes. it doesn't work. To it doesn't work. It, it just doesn't. Oh, work. it worked so for me. It yeah, doesn't yeah, work no, for it me. It worked. No. Okay. Yeah. Agree to disagree on that one. Definitely. So, what would you give this show? Uh, I'll give it a four. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five, and a five, oh. and a five, and right. a five. So. <laughs> they all are basically on the same level, though, is what you're saying. Like, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> you know what this is? Because we t we saw a show. What was the show we saw? A re reality show where it was like we saw an American version, and then there was also an Australian oh, version. Oh yeah, this uh, love boat, the real love boat. Right, and we were like, why are they coming yes. out at the exact same time? Well, it's because of Simon Cowell and how he created like right. the ATG universe, which is like. It's a TV mm -hmm. show, but it also is a a property that can be like expanded, and so now people are creating mm. these things that are TV properties. So they're like the the real love boat, and like like this, the traders. They want it to be like 
they want to get as many of the same show all around the world. And then it, mm-hmm. because what I, this is what Howie Mandel said on another podcast is that, uh, ATG is like, uh, HET is like the most lucrative te- television show ever because of how many different, because it's like, it's not just a one country th- thing, right? So people are trying to kind of repeat that formula, if that makes sense, because it's so, it works so well. And I, I don't think a TV show like The Traders is on the same level as like America's Got Talent, if that makes sense, or Britain's Got Talent. Mm. I don't know though. I don't. Th- I just don't think it captures a broad enough audience where those as those do. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. I, I I agree. I I wonder. I I also thought it would be very different uh, from each other. But I, uh, I I I think I think of the four, the most different one was maybe in the Norwegian one because it was only celebrities. Right. That seems. Uh, it seems like only quote-unquote regular people i hate that we have to say regular people because like right did yes. i make celeb what are celebrities like superhumans or something like what the fuck right yeah yeah i would rather i would rather see an all just normal people we'll call it normal mm. people show that's what yes. i would like to watch quote unquote right yes okay thanks show speaking of normal people i mean not normal people milf manor this is not an adult website. It is a reality <laughs> show on TLC. <laughs> Even though there are literally incest bits in here. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Did you see anything about this? What is your... Nope. Okay. I so... have n- nothing. You know nothing. Okay. To... So we've seen I a few shows last... We know We saw a few shows last year that the basis of the reality show was... Older woman, older women go to a house and date younger men. We saw two, yes. three, sh- three shows, three shows like last that. year that were very that yes. were like that. Well, the twist on this one is the younger men are their sons. Mm, That's not a not, joke. <laughs> not sure I like that. So the women go into the house to date younger men. The younger men are the women's sons, and then the women are this the women have to date the other women's sons. Mm. In the first episode, there is a challenge where they have to feel up the the young men and then try to figure out which one of them is their son. So they are literally mm. feeling up their own children in a sexual mm. way. So when I said mm. there are incest vibes to this, I was not joking. <laughs> mm. This is easily in contention for the worst show of the year, and it, we're in the middle of January. <laughs> mm. it sounds like a show I need to see. Yeah, Some of the characters in here are also mm. really terrible. There's one woman who is just she actually tries to towards the end of the episode she kind of is getting with one of the the young men and she's trying mm. to like flaunt it to his mother being like I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep Jeez. with your son oh, oh oh look at me over here getting with your son uh, <laughs> that's so disgusting it is it is I literally <laughs> gagged a few times. It's so gross. Um, 
But it's TLC. What do you expect from the place that has thousand pound sisters? And you know what I mean. No, that's true. And uh, yeah, I mean, this was when we saw those shows last year. I didn't think it could get any worse, and somehow TLC did it. So I don't know. This has got to get a a point five, I guess. Holy moly! That is a low score from you. I don't know. If it, how anything could get worse than this show? I mean, it's just so. So, so why is it not getting? So why is it not getting zero? I think there weren't really any audio problems with it. Uh, okay. They even at one point did some weird, like they do some weird audio editing, I guess. But it, it's not like glaring in the sense of other mm. shows where you might have some overdub that doesn't match the lips or something like that. That's the only thing I can give mm. this show. <laughs> okay. Yep. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to watch this when I when I get the time to. I will definitely. I'm pretty. Well, I I've, saw. Uh, yeah. Hmm? If you don't want to watch it just by itself, I think there was an hour and a half recap of it by Leon Lush on YouTube, so you could just watch okay, that yeah. if you want to. I don't yes. even think the show itself is an hour and a half long. So, you would have to watch Let's <laughs> <laughs> say something. Mm -hmm. Well, I've seen the most controversial show this year. And uh, when I say I've seen the most controversial show this year, I'm not even fucking kidding because I've seen Wilma. Why, is, why the fuck did this all of a sudden, like, get up in the wind? Yeah, speaking of... G people making YouTube videos about TV shows, there's been, like, everybody has made a everybody. video about this. Everybody. People who don't even, like, barely make YouTube videos twice a year have made videos right. about, about this show. Uh, I, I was very happy that I had seen it before before the storm started. Okay. So I watched it. I watched it the day it came out, I think. I mean, the first thing I knew it was going to be a big deal is when Char Moist Critical came out with a video saying, I'm going to watch this so you don't have to, basically. <laughs> and that was before it actually came out. He was like, I'm going to oh, okay. watch this garbage. Okay. And then everybody, because he did that, then because, you know, and then everybody else. I think mm -hmm. that's kind of where the, the hype train, de-hype train started because he put a video out last night. That was basically talking about hate watching things, and our TV. I saw this. Yeah. Our, our TV producers creating shows that people hate specifically to get them to watch it to to not like it. Are they making bad shows on purpose? Are they doing? Uh, I mean, the producers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Shu Shu on Head's video was uh, on point funny. It was really, really good. Yeah, and there's so many videos about this show, also. But go ahead, before, before I guess before we really get into that, go ahead and tell us what you thought about it. Well, I I didn't like it. Shock. Okay. <laughs> but I, I I mean, okay, so it's a Scooby Doo show without Scooby Doo. Mm hmm. Uh, I find that a little weird. Where the fuck is Shaggy? Um, uh, I don't really get this. Volma uh, has to be a lesbian thing that's going on in the show. Um, that's a little bit weird because okay. she's in love with that. 
because we all know that she's going to like fall deeply and badly in love with Daphne. And that last oh, time, is Daphne in the Daphne. show? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay. In the preview, last I saw time. it didn't show Daphne, but maybe I just missed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the da- Daphne in my my book was always to be, to get it with uh, uh, Fred. Rick. Fred, they you. were together. It's very clear in the cartoon they were together. Right. And Fred is this complete asshole in the show. Okay. A rich asshole. Uh, so, yeah, there's absolutely nothing left of Scooby-Doo. So why the fuck make this show? That's what I'm sitting back with. Like, I mean, like... <coughs> and this is... I, this, I, I have, this... Okay, yeah. you, mm-hmm. uh, this is where the most critical video about hate-watching comes in, and I'm going to equate this to when they re-released Morbius into the theater because everybody right. hated it. Are they right. making the show to make everybody hate it so people will watch it? That's my... Like, even with this show Milf Manor, is it just right. being made to get people to to talk about how much they hate it so that other people... Like you, I just said how much I hate it, and now you're gonna go and watch it, bro. Right? Right. So, yeah. Is there some kind of weird reverse psychology thing happening here where they're making bad shows on purpose, like the producers, to get people mm. to watch it, and then it actually creates m- more people wanting to watch Bus. it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, all good, all, all <laughs> press is good press, or whatever. I, I, I will say this that. I didn't. I I didn't get angry at this show. I just got. No, but I, what I, my I, point is, did yeah. when you were watching it, did you feel like they were making a show that they wanted to be a good quality product, or did you feel like they were making a show that was meant to piss you off? That's the question that people, a lot of people, are asking that right. Ooh, that is a good question. Um. No, I I think they were crazy enough to think this was good. That this was going to be a good show. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I I think it's uh I I think Minda Mindy Kaling is that what her, her name is? Right from uh, she's the, the office. The office. Right. Yeah. And she's she's the brain behind this, and I like one of the voices. Software. I think she is yeah. Velma, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I think another actor is Wilma. Oh, okay. I know she's a voice in this. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure, though. Maybe she is Wilma. I have no I'm idea. I haven't okay. watched Sorry. it. I, oh, yeah, yeah. It I, is, yeah. I specifically ha- have not watched this, and I told Fro last night that mm-hmm. I have access to it. I could watch it, but I'm choosing not to watch it right now <laughs> because of the all the hype. There's so much hype of, like, this is bad, this is bad, this is horrible, um, that I feel like if I went in and watched it right now, my mm. I would be skewed to one side, and I would not really be able to give it an accurate r- rating, if that makes sense, right yeah. now. So I'm going to wait a few months until everything dies down, and then give it a watch and be like, try to give it a more uh, nuanced opinion than I could right now with so many people t- telling me, oh, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, right? So... Uh, but it is it is bad, but it's not it's not as controversially bad that I think. I I, I think it's more like see, oh they they tried something new and and it, and actually just missed the whole fucking point of of a Scooby Doo show. 
Right. And I, I, and I, I, I mean, like, I don't fucking care. It's so woke that you can f- fry eggs on it, but, but it is. And, but I don't really care about that because woke shows are, are the new trend of of of. of it is every out. show. No. Right. Right. You can't get away from it. So I am going to give this probably a boring three. See, that's. I feel like I don't want to go into it with low expectations and then be like, well, it's not as bad as everybody said it was. I want to go into it and be right. like, uh, oh, this actually is really, really bad. Or go into it mm. and be like, people were really exaggerating. Like, I- I'm just going to wait and we'll see what happens with it. But I feel like we're going to see. I feel a- like. Yeah. I'm going to see so many videos about it in the next two weeks that I'm probably going to know the entire plot line. So. Right. Yeah. No, it's. It's not as bad as everybody says, but it's not good either. Right. I, it's 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 it's. I would say it's watchable if you forget that it's a Scooby-Doo ripoff. All right, the last thing we that I saw we saw together was Woman of the Dead, uh, which what well, was it called? Yes, Death Mistress. That's what it was called in Nor- Norwegian. Yes, right? in Norwegian, yes. Right, this was on Netflix, but it, it was a, jeez, I don't remember. Austrian. Danish? Austrian. Austrian. I want to no. say Danish, but Austrian. Austrian. No. Austrian show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was about a, a woman who is trying to find out who ran over her husband. Like, she's just, yep. uh, her husband is leaving on a motorcycle uh, after visiting her at work and his motorcycle gets hit by a car like right at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. and it seems like kind of innocuous in the sense that like you know people get hit by cars sometimes but then mm-hmm. as she starts to to look into it she finds out that there's connections to different people in this small town that all of a sudden mm-hmm. she realizes that these people there may be something nefarious happening, and maybe this wasn't an accident uh, mm-hmm. that she thought it was, right? Um, yeah, it's yeah a- and there's also this cult concept that's kind of connected to this. Yeah, yeah. cult slash kind of uh, death, I guess death cult is the best thing to... Yes, yeah. death cult is... is yeah, like- and that's kind of an interesting part of it, is like you... Mm-hmm. You see uh, certain aspects of it before she does, but you're left mm-hmm. in the dark to like, um, what's a good to the the whole uh, overarching story itself, right? Because like, there's a you start with this as far as the storyline goes. You start and you're looking at this small. It's like looking through a keyhole. And then mm. uh, slowly the door opens up to show you this larger right. room. That's basically what I would describe the storyline of mm-hmm. the show as. Yeah. Uh, it was good. And the acting was decent. Really good. Yeah. I mean, the cinematography was super basic. Uh, oh, felt a little bit basic. BBC. Yeah. Like, it's just got yeah. that European feel to it. I don't know what it is. It's the camera work. Yeah. They definitely uh, relied a lot on that drone shot of the of the road. Very much. Every episode yes. had the same drone shot oh. over and over. But they, you know, it ended up actually working into the story. So that yes, you know, yes. Um, overall, I give it a what a seven point five. What do you think? I gave it an eight. I I had 
blast with this. Yeah. And it's six episodes, so it doesn't it was feel easy. super yeah. long either. Uh, me and Luke watched actually two episodes. We usually just watch one episode, and I was, I was like, wow, okay, let's see one uh, another one. And we watched two in a row, and I, I just continued watching it uh, that day. So I saw three episodes that day, and I saw the three last episodes the day after. Yeah, so, I watched a yeah, few episodes really over the good. week, and uh, yeah, it's just an easy watch as far as like once mm-hmm. you get where the storyline's going, it kind of has a um, uh, almost uh, American drama show feel to it once you get into it, in a way. Yes, and I also would say that it has a kind of a, without spoiling too much, it also has a kind of a... a Kubrick feel to it, especially some some parts of it. Oh yeah, definitely the cinematography. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yes. Uh, well, the last thing I saw was a show that you watched last week, uh, Koala Man. Oh yeah. Uh, this was a fun little romp, as they saw uh, call it. Uh, so it is about this. Pathetic man. Well, <laughs> well, he's not that pathetic, but uh, he believes that he's a super superhero, but he doesn't have any powers, uh, or does he? Uh, but uh, yeah, no, he's trying to save the world as Koala Man, and uh, the voice acting is amazing, the story is amazing, and Hugh Jackman has a very, very, very funny. Uh, cameo in in this, uh, I I really really had a f- so much fun with this look. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm going to give it a seven. I don't know what you gave it. Oh, I have to go. Let me look back. Um, yeah, it's like I said. I I put it on kind of. It was like a Family Guy type uh, cartoon show in the sense that it's very irreverent. Uh, oh, I gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're on the mm. exact same. Uh, Cool. Yeah, it's one of those shows that's just easy to watch, right? Yeah. Super easy, yeah. 30-minute yeah. episodes, Billion. all are funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I recommend it. Uh, speaking of Simon Cowell, like I was a second mm. ago, uh, he, his company's being sued by former X Factor contestant? Uh, former X Factor mm. contestant retained in law so that she could sue Simon Cowell's company over experience, her experience on the show. Katie Weissel, mm. who appeared on UK's version of the X Factor, like I said, he's got all these shows that are like all in all these different countries, right? In 2010, mm-hmm. she told the London Sunday Times she planned to take legal action against psycho entertainment claiming it failed its obligation to provide duty of care to her and other contestants she told the newspaper she received an acid attack and death threats death threats after becoming a hate figure on his show uh, after reaching the finals wassell said she wasn't allowed to leave the house uh, she lived in during the live show and barely ate or slept and has since sought therapy and counseling for uh, ptsd because of being mm. on X Factor, yeah. Mm. Um, what do you think about this? Uh, I think it's kind of interesting because, like, what he did made her study law. 
<laughs> yeah, well, maybe she was like, yeah. I, I, nobody's going to take up this case, so I have to do it myself kind of thing? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like Simon Cowell could could say, hey, I made you a fucking lawyer. What, why are you complaining? I guess. Well, that would be a very... Yeah. I, th I don't think people would be happy if he said that. <laughs> what is she going to go on uh, uh, Britain's Got Talent and be a lawyer on there and mm -hmm. win Britain's mm -hmm. Got Talent as uh, as a legal advisor? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I don't, would be fun, eh? Right. I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, I, I think there's something to be said about like throwing certain people... I remember those... Uh, um, uh, What's the American uh, singing contest show? Where back in the day they used to do those uh, those preview bits where they would show all the worst um, singers mm. that they found when they were go going around the country to find people for the show, and it was like you're putting this person on blast as like to the whole world and saying, "Look mm. how terrible this person is at singing." You know what I mean? Like what? There's something to say about that, and I think there's also something to say, like, I guess you'll have to see this reality show, MILF Manor, but there's something to say about, like, you're putting this these women in this house with their sons on TV in front of the whole world. You know, there's something to say to these reality show producers to be like, you're trying to ruin their life in a way. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Okay, before we talk uh, about uh, WWE, uh, gosh, I was really sad to see uh, Jay Briscoe passing away in a car accident. I saw an uh, article about that, yeah. Oh, he, he was one of my favorite wrestlers of uh, ROH I mean, uh, when that was both, back bo then. Both of those guys and like the whole their whole family were big oh. in the to building up the independent wrestling scene. Yeah. Not really anything to do with WWE in the sense that they never were in the big no. leagues, but they were so kind of uh they they were a staple of like the southern uh independent wrestling scene. Uh and yeah, you know, these things ha I mean, they were never <laughs> going to make it in the big like no. the, the big time just because of like their style, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think they made a name for themselves themselves in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, and also, before we talk about the WWE thing, uh, Nikon says reports on WWE sale to Saudi Arabia Group was a hundred and ten percent false. So we have that. Okay, but WWE shareholder uh, a WWE shareholder has also filed a lawsuit against Vince McMahon. On January tenth, WWE announced that McMahon had been unanimously elected to the chairman of the board. Uh, just a few days after after his return, uh, it says here Alan M. Wexel, Joe Joellen Dillon, and Jeffrey Speed were removed from the board. Uh, and now a shareholder is suing McMahon and Delaware's Chancery Court. And the suit alleges that McMahon used his voting control at the board of directors to replace 
these people with loyalists and to consequently make changes to the bylaws that would impose his will on the board, uh, obviously putting him back into power. So Right, right, right. And yeah. it, as a shareholder, you can see how somebody would be like, well, this is bad yeah. for me as somebody who's trying to make money off this. Uh, and now what I'm to understand is dub, or Vince McMahon no longer because of this has to like answer to the shareholders somehow. Yep, that's 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 true. Yeah, he it's, made himself in charge of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the yeah WWE is definitely going to be a super fun thing to watch in the future. I almost think it more. might be a better now that they don't have to answer the shareholders in a strange way because you're going to have less of these like horrible product like uh, integrations and things like that which are some of the stuff that made it really terrible Mm. you mean the wrestling match where they did for that uh, Batista thing where they had zombies and things like that that was such a good wrestling show sure yeah I mean just yeah uh, yeah yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, f- I feel like we've talked about Todd and Julie Chrisley a bit, but now <laughs> Todd and Julie Chrisley, stars of a reality TV franchise Chrisley Knows Best, are reporting to federal facilities. Yesterday, uh, Todd Chrisley surrendered to federal prison camp in Pensacola, Florida, while Julie Chrisley arrived at Federal Medical Center in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, the federal jury of Atlanta convicted the pair of fraud, tax evasion, and conspiracy in June. The couple are best known for the USA Network television show. Um, yeah. Um, what is it? it says here, the Chrisley's downfall came at the same time as Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Jen Shaw, faces federal prosecution uh, for wire fraud. She is being sentenced to a 78th month 78 month term uh, mm. uh wow okay so there's a lot of uh reality show drama as far as like uh being put in federal prison going on right now yeah they like to be in prison those uh, reality show it's almost uh, like reality show uh, people aren't aren't good people it's like they just aren't good people so luke do you know what you do in hospitals when you're bored uh, listen to audiobooks? You do, and you can go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com ADC. They have a very funny and kind of cute member-exclusive Audible rewards right now. Uh, and that is if you listen to 20 minutes a day for five days, you get the $5 a gift certificate you can use on on a book okay that's kind of that's a cool little thing yeah uh and uh right now i have you ever heard of the dresden files that i feel like there was a tv show or a movie based on that that could be yeah yeah it's uh, by Jim uh busher uh narrated by james masters it's really, really good. I'm reading the first book. I bought the three first books uh, on paper, but I also wanted it on on Audible so I could like follow it much easier. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I do recommend you do that and go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. Eurovision, let's talk about Eurovision for the first, is this the first time this year? Yeah. Well, pretty yes, much. Yes, yeah. Uh Let's do some news. XX Pistol John Lydon is bidding to represent mm -hmm. Ireland in the in Eurovision. Uh, it says he's better known as Johnny Rotten. He will compete uh, to represent Ireland this year in Eurovision. The punk legend will perform with his current band, Public Image Limited, along with five other would-be contestants in a special Eurovision selection on February 3rd. Uh, okay. So we'll see. Yeah. I guess we just have to see if he wins. Um, but it's... it's uh, I mean... This is if he comes uh, to be, represent Ireland. I think that's one of the biggest uh, rock legends that could be in Eurovision. Like of all time, or just like oh yeah, in recent oh moment? of all time, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because usually people who go to Eurovision are like un the unknowns. Like they're people right. who are like even in that country, they're kind of not that well known most of the time. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's talk about songs. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with the worst one. Uh, let's start with Ukraine. Uh, so, this is Twochi? Twochi. That's what I think they are called. With Heart of Steel. What did you think about Heart of Steel? It's kind of got a similar uh, flute bit to last year's Ukraine song, doesn't it? Like the yeah. flute in it has a similar uh, cadence, yeah. uh, like similar beat, which I don't know. Maybe that's just, you know, uh, a native to Ukrainian type, you know, they use that kind of flute in a lot of songs. So maybe that's not anything, mm -hmm. but it, it just, I was listening to it and going, this sounds a lot like the song we heard last year, uh, flute-wise. Uh, other than that, it was really standard. It wasn't anything stand-out-ish. It didn't really stand out uh, as anything special, you know? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm utterly disappointed in this. Uh, I mean, uh, even though UK, uh, London... Uh, no, sorry. Uh, not London. Why, why Liverpool is hosting the show for Ukraine. I was thinking that Ukraine would send something more uh, ethnic to them. And this is a very like soul-like uh, music that I, I like. When I heard the song, I could think of a American uh, standard radio show uh, song right. instead of something that reminds me of Ukraine, like sure. the la the, sh the song from last year was very Ukrainian. There's nothing really Ukrainian other than the flute. I agree that the flute is there, mm -hmm. but yeah, this is very like standard, a little bit boring and and trite. So yeah, I'm disappointed in. I thought in it was this, to be honest. I think boring. Uh, maybe it's just because last year the entry was so uh, different, wild. Yeah, that. Yeah. I, it was a lot to stand up against, but like, yeah, it it was like, a, it was like Drake 
a Drake song or something, basically. Yeah, and R&B doesn't do good in Eurovision either, so I don't think there's a will collect a lot of songs, and I think they are they're going to be a little bit happy that they already are in the final because, to be honest, I don't think this would have qualified if this was a normal entrance. What do you think about that? Uh, well, there could be something to say about, like, maybe they just don't want to have to host it next year, so they're just like... Yeah, yeah. it could also be, yeah. But I, it wasn't even, like, that bad. Where It wasn't, like, right. a purposeful... No, 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 it's, it's yeah. not bad, bad. No, no, no. Uh, but uh, out of 10, I will give it a boring 4. I was thinking a 4.5, so yeah. Yeah. I actually liked it better than the other song, but... Really? Okay, mm-hmm. I really liked the other song. Uh, but uh, it is Albania, and uh, I have to be a little careful because her name is Albina. Uh, so for the first time I was like, Albania with a song... Uh, with a uh, singer from Albania named the same thing as Albania. Yeah. Okay, because so, I was very I'll... confused by what the song title was <laughs> and what the name of the sing. Are you sure the singer's name isn't Duje, or is that the song? Yes. That's the song. That's the song. Okay. Yes. So it's Albina and uh, the family Kalmedi with the song Duje. Okay. Right. So the- it's Albina, Albina and her family. It's just the w- the way they titled the video that you sent me. Yes. I was like, yes, they, they didn't. Yeah, they should have definitely uh, redid that for English. But eh, whatever. Uh, yeah, as far as the song goes, like it felt like they were banking. You know, when you put a bunch of kids uh, that are like in first grade and you have them sing in a choir and it sounds good. Hmm. They're, like, it seemed like they were banking on the fact that there were multiple people singing at the same time, always, to harmonize to make it sound good. Where, like, if each individual singer sang, sang by themselves, it, they probably wouldn't be that great, if that makes sense. I really like Albina's uh, beginning of the song. I think her voice is the strongest of them all. Right. And I think that they kind of play... And make her stronger in the song. Yeah, that's definitely. Kind of what I like. Yeah. So, so that's that's the part I I like about it. I do think it's a bit, a little bit, tiny bit creepy with mom, dad, and the sisters and all being there on stage. I mean, it's it's kind of weird, but it's 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 very Eurovision. <laughs> I will say this: it's the most Eurovision song I have heard in quite a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't like. Well, the one the thing you sent me is obviously they have like a whole orchestra behind them, all this uh, stuff happening. Right. Where in the song contest itself, it's gonna be they're not allowed. Yeah, they're not allowed to do any of that. So it's just gonna be these like seven. How many people are there? Six, seven. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. So yeah, they're six. the max. Yeah. So yeah, out of it's, seven, yeah. It's going to be just their family up there, like, all standing. You see what I'm saying? So, like, performance-wise, I feel like this is going to be lacking. So, I'll give it a... I'm going to give this a 3.5. Okay, I'm going to give this a 5.5. Yeah, I really like the the ethnicity of it. Okay, I get that. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, next week we will do more. Uh, I saw a movie this week. Did you see how many movies did you see this week? I saw a movie this week. Well, I saw the menu. Uh, yes. It was. Uh, why can I never remember Ray Fiennes? Right. Ralph Fiennes. Yes. Yeah. Anna Taylor Joy was yes. also in it. It's a. It's about a bunch of people who go to a secret tasting. Uh, mm-hmm. food tasting with this like super e- exclusive chef uh, and uh, over the course of the night they realize that maybe this guy is going to murder them uh, that's pretty much it I mean <laughs> it's kind of funny uh, as well as being I a horror movie. movie it's a horror oh. movie comedy definitely um, oh yeah it, but it also has kind of a deeper message in oh, the so, sense that it's yeah. definitely talking about like capitalism and uh mm-hmm. you know the the uh the poor eating the rich things like that um and food snobbery jesus christ it's about food snobbery i'm not even just food sno- just snobbery in general i yeah, would say yeah. you know cuz they're yeah, also yeah. talking about like the uh there's this the celebrity guy who's played by john leguizamo yes. that whole snobbery yes. as well so like there's a lot of like social commentary in this, as well yeah. as it being a horror movie and a comedy. So, it, yeah, mm-hmm. as far as, like, mm, really well put together scripts that, like, so convey a message, this was definitely a good one. There is something weird about, like, these people not fighting back sooner to me, where you're like... So, yeah, me, me and my dad and uh, his wife was talking about that, mm-hmm. and I, I said, why, why aren't they fighting, like, sooner? Yeah. And I, I, I think it is this, uh, we want to see what's coming next. It's, it's this, holy fuck, uh, this is weird. Uh, well, there's uh, a lot of discussion in the movie where the, yeah. the where's one lady. She's like, "Oh, it's all part of the show. It's a it's a spectacle. Right. It's not real. It's like, it's a show. It's not." So they're like assuming that it's all just not real for a very good, you know. What right. I mean? So I think that's the explanation in it, uh, in the movie itself. But like, even then, it's a little far fetched. But it's a comedy, mm. so it, mm-hmm. the yeah. I think that's it. That's kind of the explanation. You just have to go with it because it's comedic. It adds to the comedy of the of the, the whole thing. Uh, I Without can, uh, spoiling anything, what did you think about the ending? Uh, <laughs> I really like the ending. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a comedy <laughs> ending, wasn't it? You know, what yes. I mean? it's like yes, very much the punchline of a joke uh, is the yes. ending of this. So yeah, I liked it. I give this whole thing a nine, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I must me. Really love this movie. You will love. You will love uh, the other one that I talked about the other day, uh, Triangle of Sadness. Oh, okay. If you liked, if you liked the menu, you need to see Triangle of Sadness. Look. Yeah, I had it on my list, and I don't think I have it on my new list, but I'll put it on there. For yeah. Sure. Well, I finally, <laughs> after. Very, very long time got a hold of uh, and got the time to see Emily the Criminal after Luke saying, Hey, you're going to like this movie. Hey, why haven't you watched this movie? Hey, you're going to like this movie. 
Guess what? I like this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, Luke knows my taste of of movies. This is so fucking good. I really, really like that. Uh, it probably wouldn't be the, on my best list of the year, but uh, it is, definitely would have gotten an honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, I would. I, I would probably score it a eight point five somewhere uh but yeah no it's about this girl uh, called emily and she's desperate to get money uh and she talks takes this very shady gig uh buying goods that has been stolen with credit cards uh supplied by this uh, asshole of of a man uh, called Yusef, uh, and she she kind of gets uh, seduced by him, uh, seduced by the cash and yeah. the trails, and uh, then they hatch a plan to, well, take the business to uh, the next level. That's kind of what I want to say. Really, really good. Really not that funny. And something I find a little interesting is like Audra, Audra Plaza is someone that I look at as a comedic actor, first and for, foremost. Sure. This wasn't, she, this wasn't that funny at all. Mm. It was a very hard, hard, hard crime drama thriller. But uh, yeah, really, really loved it. Really, really recommend it. Like I said, eight and a half. So yeah, really good movie. Yeah, and this also had a really good ending. That's what I remember most about. I love the ending of yeah. this. Uh, Movie Pass, remember that uh, failed company that everybody made fun of for years and years uh, mm-hmm. until it went under. Everybody was like, "This is gonna fail." Hey, you guys are gonna fail, and then inevitably it failed. Well, Movie Pass Inc. announced it as raid seed financing. Uh, the seed round also includes participation from Clardis Capital, Emerald Plus. Uh, so it says MoviePass has declined to state how much money it has raised as a part of this seed round. Uh, but the company was bought, brought back in 2021 and says it, uh, it has plans to go to, oh, to do another round of financing at the end of 2023 or in the beginning of 2024. Uh, what? Uh, it says at this point, movie I'm having, theaters. I'm having a very strange case of deja vu here. Right. It says at this point, movie yeah. theaters are still struggling to fill seats post COVID, and studios have released or are releasing fewer films. So yeah, what? Mm-hmm. How does this company make any sense? Like, who is investing in this stupid idea? It didn't work once, and now there's less movies right. and less movie theaters and less people going to the movie theaters. So what is their like, what's their uh, market base? You know what I'm saying? I have no fucking idea. Not only that, people have, like, access to, like, HBO Max and all these, like, in-house movie-watching abilities that even when MoviePass originally was around, there was, like, Netflix, but not the, right. like, amount that there is now. Like, the yeah, yeah. the ability that people have now to, like, access that stuff. We have 16,000 streaming services. And they all have their own, like, high-quality movies that 
that went to theaters are now like a week later are on their streaming service, right? Yeah. Like the menu. Yeah, like the menu. So good. Go and watch it if you have to. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, another movie I really want to see, Megan. Uh, the writer of that says studio made it less gory after the trailer went viral and teenagers got involved. Yeah, I heard this was going to be, to be R-rated and they made it PG. PG-13. Uh, yes, but 13, yeah. I think it's because it went viral, like, on TikTok and stuff. And that's what, yeah. like, the main... They want... So, I I don't even really need to read this other, like, the article. But it, it basically is saying, like, they saw that there were children that were going to be watching this. So, they were like, we need mm. to basically dumb this down to so that they can get into the theater, right? Uh, and they don't have to, like, bring their parent or whatever. Um and I, I think kind of hope, hope they come out with an R-rated version of it. That would be fun. It just it says here there should be uh, an unrated version at some point. I heard it's in the books, uh, Cooper said. Mm. But yes, it was way gorier. Her body count in the script is way higher than in the final movie. So I would love to see that. Yeah. I, I think there's something to say about like uh, capitalism ruining art sometimes, though. Yes. Yes. I think that's what the story, the moral of this story is. Like, sometimes you just need to like make the movie and give it to the people who it's for instead of worrying about mm -hmm. who you're pandering to. Right. A twenty four has been very good at that. I that's one of the companies that I always think of. Like, like that lets their creator do whatever they want to do. And then yeah, and then let it go out to whoever receives it right. instead of like trying to yeah, like yeah. package it for a specific like demographic or something like that. I mean Triangle of Sadness is a very good uh, good example of that. Okay, yeah. Uh, it was a very good A24. I think IFC movie. also kind of does the same thing where they, they yeah, yeah. just put out they're like we just want to find something that's underground and quality and we're going to put that mm -hmm. out and not really worry about uh, targeting a specific group of people, right? Well, uh, shall we watch a trailer for a movie that I'm not that excited to watch, Luke? This is rated R. Um, this is rated R. I'm completely and, aware of that. Right, and Megan is not rated R, so that's a little bit um, funny. But <laughs> that doesn't make it even... It doesn't make it... Uh, uh, more plausible that I'm going to watch this. I am. It's on my list of things to watch, but we're going to watch the really? trailer okay. for House Party. It's R-rated, Luke. I love that song. I feel like this, the way this is filmed, it feels like a 90s movie right here in this part. And then later in the trailer, it, it kind of goes, it like updates. Yeah, so you really liked the original one. I remember thinking it was funny. I wouldn't say I really liked it. I, I just, I remember enjoying it. Okay. It was goofy and stupid, like a lot of movies in that time period. 
this is a little weird part of it is like the LeBron yeah. James thing. That yeah. is not like the original as far as I can tell. I mean, this is the original concept, though. It was like, we need to get some money, mm. so we're going to throw a house party. I mean, that concept is still there. The LeBron James mm. thing is just, like, kind of out of nowhere. It's a white man. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Peter. Is LeBron home? Um, By the way, Black Lives Matter. They do. I posted two squares on my Instagram. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> I think that guy has a Andrew San Martino. He just had a, a stand-up special come out. Mm. I haven't seen it yet, but it might be good. Oh my god! What the fuck? That that part felt very. What's it? What's that? movie with Dr. Ken got famous in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, bachelor party movie, whatever it was. Yeah. Yes, the bachelor party movie, I think. Yes. Yeah. Why trash? We make it three times. So we make sure it's oh. terrible. I was like, what is happening in the background? And it's Colin Farrell uh, talking in an actor's roundtable all of a sudden in the background. Oh. <laughs> well, I went. Oh, uh, sorry. What is this Oscar-nominated uh, movie all about? Uh, house party. Aspiring club promoters and best buddies Damon, Damon and Kevin are barely keeping things together. Out of money, down on their luck, and about to lose the roof over their heads. They need a huge windfall to make their problems go away. They soon decide to host a party at of the uh, host the party of the year at an exclusive mansion, which just happens to be uh, happens to belong to none other than LeBron James. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, it's got uh, LeBron James, DC Youngfly, really? Jacob Lattimore, Andrew San Martino, Kid Cudi is in this. I guess we did see him in there, and Little Wayne. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Raul, yeah, sorry. It's got 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not a good sign. 4.7 out of no. 10 on IMB, 58% on Fandango. Well, Round Mary gave it uh, on Rotten Tomatoes a full score and said, It was hilarious. The plot and storyline was good and was easy to follow. Uh... But Ben, no, Georgie gave it half star and said, uh, uh, wanted it, to, uh, I wanted it to be funny. I think it was uh, uh, the least funny movie I have ever seen. And when the credits was rolling, it was the most funniest uh, it got. St straight sorry and straight corny. Whatever that means. All right, I got one from the IMDb uh, from uclaude115. 
6 out of 10, so like right in the middle there a little bit. Mm. Late Night and Stone, so maybe that's why the story didn't make any sense. There's a lot of holes in the story, uh, a lot. <laughs> it kind of feels like they created a great story, sat down, got stoned, and then they just randomly started adding things. The holes and the random things do not take away from the story. They make the movie odd at points, but they also make it interesting. There are subplots to the plot uh, that make the movie uh, more complex. Relationships matter, and it's nice to see them develop uh, and guessing what will happen. Uh, it's nice to see them develop and guessing what will happen next. Good thing about the movie, you cannot guess what will happen next. You can guess, but you'd be wrong. Uh, yeah, that's kind of positive, even though it was a six in, yeah. six in the middle of the road. How about a one out of ten from That Monkey 14? Uh, House Party <laughs> is a culturally significant full film full of amazing music, great casting, and touching story, uh, and the promise of maturity. This 30-year-old reboot has none of that. No one in this movie is likable. Nothing about this movie is funny. There is zero redemption for the story or characters. The premise is dumb. The acting is weak. The direction is a perfect example of why black cinema can never get off the ground. This is the only possible... This is not the only possible worst reboot of all time. It is without a doubt one of the worst films of all time. They tried to spice us up with the occasional wow. callback or cameo, but there is no saving this film. In the end, it feels like an on-demand movie, but anyone who paid for this will be expecting a refund. I don't know who signed off on this, but it's 100% trash. So there you go. Wow. Well, uh, there were some other movies that came out this week as well. Uh, it was a uh, man called Otto. Uh, what else came out this week, Luke? Uh, the Devil Conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, Pl plane. Yeah. What's with the oh. just single titles? There's another movie coming out called Fear. It's just yeah. like. A Fear and Plane, and the next one's gonna, there's going to be a movie coming out called Love, and it's just going to be a love story. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? It's weird. Uh, the Is Offering and Cinemarink. Yeah. Not Skidamarink, which is like that children's song, right? <laughs> it's Cin Skinamarink, which is like not a thing that I know of. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, out of the, the movies uh, that I read about, I, I don't really want to see any of them. I think Plane looked pretty good, actually. Oh, really? It's okay. just a dumb action movie about uh, about a plane going down. It there, It's yeah, like some works. kind of flight where like they're like, this is an indestructible plane, and then it it does it. It's not. Yeah. It looked a little bit too plain for me. That <laughs> 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 uh, jokes. Coming next week, news of the week, TV and movies of the week. We're going to talk about more Eurovision. Any idea of mm -hmm. the songs for next week? Belgium. Okay. Another digital review of mm -hmm. the, the Sun. Okay. Mm. Like, like S-O-N, not S-U-N. There you go. Yeah, I think that's the sequel to. Uh, I think it's the sequel to the brother and what was the first one called again? The brother and the father. 
Oh, the father. I was thinking it was just a more boring version of that Macaulay Culkin movie, The Good Son. And this one. Oh, The Good Son. This one, oh. he's not good or bad. He's just. It's just the sun. It's normal. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> nothing really happens in this movie. He's just. <laughs> it's just the sun. He's just a. He's just a kid. It's just a kid. <laughs> Welcome to the most boring movie ever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so I'm a little bit out of the loop uh, because yes, I'm uh, in a mental institution. I haven't had time to be on YouTube. Is there anything fun on YouTube? Well, there was the Andrew Callahan apology. We talked about everything that happened with it last week. Yeah, I haven't. See, I haven't even seen that. Well, uh, probably number one because he put it out on a channel that I didn't even know existed called Andrew Callahan. It's not wasn't on Channel mm. 5. It wasn't on the Channel 5 clips or anything like that. He put it on this random channel that had like 6,000 uh, subscribers at the time, and then people f had okay. to kind of find it. So he was definitely kind of trying to hide the apology to a degree. He did... I think it was a good apology as far as apologies go, um, but... Okay. Uh, I think a lot of people have said apologies are one thing, but actions show what, like, what really, what, what you really mean. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Justin Roiland, did you see anything about that? Nope. Uh, some text messages have now come out about him in kind of mm. the same vein. He, there's some really disturbing <laughs> Uh, text messages that came out about Justin Roiland, which is uh, going to come... I mean, it's just starting to come out on the internet, and considering how... I mean, he's got so many TV shows, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is going to be mm -hmm. bigger news in like, within this week. We're going to find out a lot more about this, I'm guessing. Um, mm. But yeah, there's some pretty disturbing text messages that came out. Uh, is it of sexual contact, or...? Uh, or what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's not. It's underage uh, DMs to fans. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, not great. Uh, let's see. Uh, Aiden Ross was kicked off Twitch. I'm not. I don't. Oh, I know. Okay. Some. He was doing some. Uh, what is it called? GTA roleplay where you like you mm -hmm. you know you're in Grand Theft Auto but they have like a story that's happening and somebody mm. dressed their character up like Hitler and started doing things on his stream and they got him kicked off <sighs> Twitch. Uh okay, I am going to say this once and for all. Hitler isn't that funny. Well, I, I would... know that's I know that's a little controversial to say that Hitler isn't that funny, but I, I, I will I, I, I will go that way. Look, I will stand, I will stand on that uh, that hill and okay. say it. You, you, yes. you're all on your own there. Oh wait, yes. no, I think everybody yes. thinks that. Um, <laughs> no, I think this person was just trying to get him kicked off because right. uh, Aiden Ross is Jewish, so right they might have been actually just fucking with him and then uh yeah that happened let's see what else um love island is back so there's going to be a lot of videos about that oh, coming out yes i don't watch I mean, love the, island the, the, 
No, me neither. But, but I do watch, watch recaps. <laughs> Will and I. Yeah, Will and E, and then uh, I'm Alex always does bits on it. It's so funny. Almost every year, Kira Carlin does a bit on it also. Yeah. So, yeah, we watch those, and then I kind of know what's happening, so I don't ever have to actually watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's about it for YouTube and, like, internet news. Um, cool. Oh, did you check out Jake Doolittle? I, I sent you that guy. That I did, yeah. I, I've been watching fun. a bunch of him. He's kind of new on the scene of, like, commentary stuff, and so, yeah, mm -hmm. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. I never heard about him before you sent him. Yeah, I, he was an editor for other channels. So he was, like, an, I think he was an editor for, like, Danny Gonzalez or uh. something, and then he grew his channel out of that. You know how, like, when you watch mm. a channel, it'll be, like, have the editor's tag or whatever, like, Sive. Everybody knows who Sive is, PewDiePie's editor, right? And so you can kind mm -hmm. of build a career off just being somebody else's editor who, who you're famous. Like, everybody knows who Tara is uh, right. and, from Oopaville, right? So, yeah. I think yes. they, there's something to say for being able to build a career off of that in the internet space. But we have bur buried... Uh, buried? Uh, how do you say that word now? Buried? Yeah. Buried? Yeah, we have bur buried the the biggest news to last because the world's oldest person, a French nun, died at age a hundred and eighteen. Oh yeah, I forgot. I sent that to yeah. you last night. Yeah, I knew you did. When we were getting ready for the show, I was like, I swear, I sent something to myself <laughs> last night, and no, I sent it to you, not to me. I was looking in the wrong right. place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what did she die of? <laughs> you ask? Syphilis, of course. I don't think that's true. Uh, oh. I think oh. she just died in her... It's just, just she died in her sleep. So... Oh, so did, she didn't die in a skydiving accident? I don't think so. But she might. So, okay. Well, uh, I'm Fro. I'm Luke. Uh, what do you think? Should we do this again next week? Uh, yeah, we can we can uh, check out some movies and some TV, and then get back together next yeah. week. Uh, yeah. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another di another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another citizen. Another citizen. Another citizen.